0: It's something for nothing. The Rush Fancast, Jerry and Steve with you. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Steve. What's going on? Hey, not much. You Good. can find us on Twitter at Rush Fancast. Instagram, The Rush Cast. Email Jerry. Loves your emails. The Rush Cast at gmail.com. And our podcast is available anywhere and everywhere. 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 We really appreciate it if you rate us, though.
1: Right. Because that really helps. It turns out that you can't really rate on every really? podcast app. Yeah.
0: you can. I think you could at least... You know, the like pre- button press the, the heart button or the like button.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that helps. And I heard from some people they didn't have. Really? Yeah. All right. I don't know much about technology.
0: Yeah, me neither. And our base intro, as always, is done by Lex. Marvelous job. Yep. Jerry, I think you said you had some emails uh, I have that a you, very... wanted to, you wanted to
1: discuss before we got started. Yeah, actually, this came in through uh, Instagram. Oh, nice. Now that I think about it. Someone sent me a message about his son. Who had a Rush themed birthday party? Wow, that's the, cool. Yeah. And the kid was born on February 2nd, 2012. So 2212. Okay. So close to 2112. Oh, wow. As he mentions in the message. But the most amazing thing is that he has a pinata that is shaped like Neil's bass drum from Snakes and Arrows. Wow. I'll show you the pictures. Look at the swag this kid got. Wow. All of these shirts.
0: Why didn't I ever have a Rush-themed birthday party?
1: I don't know. Why didn't you? I don't Look, know. Rush in balloons. Wow. Um, well, you'll have to send these like to all me. i to, to put albums. these on
0: Twitter or something.
1: Look, there's a better picture. It even has like a 2112 with his name on it. Oh, wow. And it says 2212. Nice. And uh, the other cool part is he drew this picture for Getty, right? Yeah. So it's, he was born in 2012, so he's eight, right? Yeah.
0: My daughter's eight also.
1: He drew this picture of Getty Lee playing the bass. <laughs> he wrote on it, Hi Getty. My name is I won't say his name. Uh my birthday is two twelve twelve. I love to listen to Rush with my dad and my papa Sal. Thank you. And he gave this drawing to Getty at one of the book signings. Are
0: you serious? <laughs> yes.
1: Oh wow. So Oh Getty must have been over the moon. Uh, this, this kid's my new hero. Um <laughs> So the guy who sent it to me, his dad, his uh, Instagram is deftonesfan 0824 underscore 24. I'm assuming he likes the deftones. Yeah. And his son's Instagram is universe underscore of underscore Aiden.
0: Now, I wish I had thought of that to what? bring a drawing. I should have made a drawing and <laughs> given it to Getty. That would
1: have been cool. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Yeah, drew you, with... He'd probably be expecting like <laughs> an oil you, painting. I drew you a picture, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just him like riding a horse, but it's like whole stick figures. <laughs> See, oh, he would appreciate that from an eight year old, but from you, he'd probably be like, "Uh, thanks, man." <laughs> it's like security.
0: You know, it, uh, this reminds me. I was talking to my daughter the other day, who was also born in 2012, and I told her, I said, "Do you realize that you actually may make it to 2112?" yeah my daughter might live to see 2112
1: and what did she say can i have more gold she
0: just looked at me like <laughs> what are you talking about and you're like rush 2112 <laughs> but i just think it's kind of cool maybe one day when she's a little bit older she might appreciate the fact that she might actually make it to see that year she won't she could live to be 100
1: i mean she's not going to be like oh great it's 2112 <laughs> <laughs> i've wanted to see this year for so long maybe she'll, she'll be a big back rush fan. Fom- she'll think back fondly about you on that
0: day. Right. She, on that day, she'll say, my dad wanted me to do it <laughs>
1: and I did it. My dad wanted me to at least live <laughs> and I have. <laughs>
0: oh boy. Oh,
1: okay. uh, you got more for me, Jeff? Yeah, I have uh, an email from our good friend, Arjun. Oh, Arjun. We love Arjun. We do love Arjun in the Netherlands. Nice. So he was listening to the Roll the Bones podcast and he commented on something I said about uh, the Berlin wall. He said, the story you said was that the Soviets announced that they would loosen the restrictions and that people just interpreted that as if they could break down the wall and the Soviets decided not to open fire. Just exactly. That is exactly that is, what, said. That's that's exactly exactly what, I what I you said. said. Yes. Him. In reality, what happened was that a press conference where one of the leaders of the DDR, whose name is Egon Krentz announced the opening of the wall and a reporter asked him when the changes would take effect. Krentz was just in office for a couple of days at that point and wasn't fully informed. So he didn't really know how to answer, but answered anyway. His exact words translated to English were, as far as I know, effective immediately without delay. This was the cue that sparked the storming of the oh, wall. Oh, wow. And the station troops didn't fire because they clearly heard their leader say that the changes would be in effect immediately.
0: Oh, wow. So there you go. Well, thanks, Arjun. That's yeah, great. That's great. Much clarity given to that story. Yeah. Though. It makes it better too. Yeah,
1: definitely better. But you were you were right It yeah, just it's he, close in, in a certain
0: way yeah okay
1: so I, like Very nice. I feel bad for that guy though going out, he they put him in front of a press conference about taking down the berlin wall and he gets <laughs> the only question anyone could possibly ask and he wasn't ready for it.
0: well it happens it's like uh immediately it happens So I've got a Twitter poll for you, Jer. Sure. If you recall, last week we had side one of Roll the Bones as our Twitter poll. This week we have side two of Roll the Bones as our Twitter poll. I'll remind you of the songs, The Big Wheel, Heresy, which we were just discussing, Ghost of a Chance, Neurotica, and You Bet Your Life. Oof. (laughs) I did not give You Bet Your Life as a choice. So uh, it's one of the other four. What do you think?
1: Man, I really have no idea.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you before I give you the answer. The winner got sixty-three percent of the vote, so you should have an idea.
1: I should have an idea. You why, should, well, why should I have an idea? You
0: should because the song won by a huge margin. It you help. should. You should know what Rush fans think of Side Two. Heresy. No. <sighs> Ghost of a Chance. Sixty-three percent. Wow. Yeah. The Big Wheel has its fans, 20%, Neurotica got 10%, and Heresy only got 7%. Mm. And this was uh, 449 votes, so it wasn't just a couple of votes. Yeah. Uh, not many people voted for Heresy, which surprises me because I like that song.
1: Yeah, I really had no idea which one it would be.
0: And surprisingly, I think I honestly think that if You Bet Your Life was a choice, I think it would have finished higher than Heresy. We got a lot of people chimed in with You Bet Your Life. Mm. Interesting. People love it. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Interesting, right? Sure. So another interesting thing, Jar, is we're going to talk about feedback today. hmm And you and I had a little bit of a an argument about, well, disagreement, let's uh, say.
1: We came to fisticuffs. That's we came not, to but, yeah.
0: fisticuffs <laughs> about whether or not we should even discuss feedback
1: on the podcast. Right. And why did you think we shouldn't? Well, because I thought we were just going to focus on original material. That's all.
0: Okay. But this is an album Rush put out. I mean- don't yeah. you think it's worth We're not talking about the live discussing? albums, though, right?
1: We could. But we didn't, we're we not planning on talking about the live albums.
0: Well, we could. But,
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying is... <laughs> well, this is not a live album, though. I know, this, but it's, it's, a, it's a, a cover album. I don't know. Okay. I just didn't think... It didn't strike me as... Worth as talking about? Not, not worth talking about, but considering that uh, when I talk about Rush songs, I like to dig into what the meanings are of the songs since this is a, a list of other people's songs. I am I'm, I'm not going to do that. Okay. All I right. just, I absolutely refuse.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, feedback was released June 29th, 2004, which happened to be Getty's 51st birthday. Wow. So the interesting thing about this album, Jer, is the band put this album out when they were about the same age as we are now. So you just turned 51, right? Mm-hmm. Getty turned 51 when this album came out. So, Getty and Alex were 50 when they recorded it, yeah. and Neil was 51. So, maybe this time in our lives is a time when we reflect and get a little nostalgic, perhaps? Oh, wow. I never thought of that. Maybe? Yeah. Right?
1: You, are you feeling that way? Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up yeah. what you're putting down.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, uh, eight cover songs, and it's considered an EP. Why? I don't know. I was trying to figure that out. I, I looked up the definition of EP. So, EP is... Stands for extended play. Yeah. So it's defined as an album that contains more tracks than a single, but is unqualified to be an LP, which is long play. What I couldn't find out. How long is the album? It's 27 minutes. So I I,
1: I have albums that are a half an hour long that are albums.
0: But I think, I think, and I could be wrong. Someone can correct us on this. I think that the threshold is 30 minutes. I think it was more than 30 minutes it would be an lp less than 30 minutes it's an ep interesting now i could be wrong but the fact that it's 27 minutes and like you said i i have albums that are 33 minutes 34 minutes yeah. and they're considered lps That's,
1: so it's a very arbitrary distinction
0: so it's got to be 30 minutes sure so even though there are eight songs on this album or ep <laughs> <laughs> even though there are eight songs on the ep it is
1: it's an ep whenever i think of an ep though i think of Usually songs that didn't make it on the album that they just put out like maybe four or five songs. I don't right. think I don't think of a whole packaged, brand new set of songs. I don't know. It well, just, right. Just struck I mean, me an didn't
0: the Foo Fighters put an EP out not too long ago? It was four songs, right? Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Yeah, but Saint Cecilia.
0: Uh, yeah, Saint Cecilia. But I don't think it has anything to do with how many songs. It has to do with the entire that's, length yeah. of the the record. Yeah, less than thirty minutes EP, more than thirty minutes LP. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong, listeners, please. I think that's probably it. So this album was recorded at Phase One Studios in Toronto. I saw a couple of quotes on Wikipedia, some uh, reviews. Rhapsody, I don't know what Rhapsody is. Is that a website? No, I They idea. called it one of their favorite cover releases. Tom Jurek, of all music, called the track listing amazing. Wow. And none of these covers was done with an ounce of camp. And I would have to agree with that. Why would that be?
1: Yeah, I don't know. They're not cake.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. The album reached number 19 on the Billboard album chart. Did you know that? I did not number know that. Number 19. And the only song they released as a single was Summertime Blues. Interesting. It is interesting. So before we get into the songs themselves, we're going to veer off our usual format. We're not going to do two podcasts on this album. We're just going to do one. And we'll listen to a little bit of each each song and uh, and see what we think. Yeah. Shall we? Let's do it. All right. Track one is Summertime Blues. So, Jared, this is a song that has been covered by many a band. Yep. And uh, what do you think of Rush's version versus other versions you've heard?
1: I think um, overall on the entire album, the covers are pretty faithful. covers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, and rockin', hard rocking. The album is it's probably, I mean, that's not probably, it is the least listened to Rush album. That I own. For you, you mean? Yeah, for me. I just... Yeah. It's just not something I go to. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would agree with that.
1: And um, the songs are great. Yeah. They're great renditions of songs, but it's just not an album that I listen to.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. You asked me a couple of weeks ago what my least favorite Rush album is. Now, you may disagree that this even qualifies as a Rush album.
1: I hadn't been thinking about that. Right. So
0: I would have picked this one, not because I don't think it's good. Like you said, I just... You know, I don't really feel like listening to this much. Yeah, because you know I've heard "Summertime Blues" a billion times. Yeah, and Rush's version is great. It is, but I just don't feel compelled to bother listening to it. Right? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think when we first started writing down all of the albums that we were going to do, like mm-hmm. in what order we were going to do them in, I didn't even put this on the list. It totally escaped my mind that they even had it. So because
0: you don't listen to it, I don't even. listen to you it. You don't listen to it. Not at that all. it's
1: again, not that it's bad. Yeah.
0: So in the liner notes of the album, uh, Neil stated that his first band, I guess, Mumbling Something played this song. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Neil knew this song That's from not back bad then. That's a band. That's a pretty good band. Mumbling name. Something? Yeah, mumbling Something. <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> it is. So this song was written by Eddie Cochran. Mm-hmm. I guess the most famous version of it is Blue Cheer,
1: right? I was thinking uh, Blue Cheer, but I'm pretty sure they probably heard of it from the who? Um, That's what I'm guessing.
0: Well, I have a list here of every version. <laughs> I swear to god, every version of Summertime Blues. How Eddie many Cochran's are there? a lot. Over 100, I think. Eddie Cochran's came out in June 1958. The next famous person I see, Richie Valens did it in December 1960. Mm-hmm. The Beach Boys in 1962. Wow. Bobby Rydell Dick Dale and the Deltones. Wow. Yeah. Blue Cheer- I would like to
1: hear that one. Blue Cheer
0: in 1968. The Who did it in 1970. Oh, okay. And T-Rex. T-Rex? Also in 1970, about six months after The Who did it. There's a couple of these that I really want to listen to now. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Newton-John, who I... You know I love Olivia <laughs> Newton-John. <laughs> Summertime Blue is I don't want to
1: listen to that one. I want to
0: hear that version. Oh, boy. I mean, I love Olivia Newton-John for different reasons uh, than her <laughs> the music. The Hot Pants? Yeah. <laughs> Totally. The Flaming Lips did it, which I would love to hear. I would love to hear that. I would did, love to hear that version. Did you ever version. hear
1: the Flaming Lips version of um, Dark Side of the Moon? No. It is, is it e- good? equal parts brilliant and terrible, <laughs> <laughs> which I think sums up <laughs> sums the Flaming up, Lips.
0: That does sum up the Flaming Lips. They're, they're, they're really good, but they're also terrible. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's, yeah. So um, let's see. Who else? Who else of note? Rushes obviously came out in two thousand four. The Black Keys also did it in two thousand four. Hmm. They're they're a, a relatively popular band. The most recent one on this list, which this floors me, only because I didn't even think they they still recorded okay. Crocus. <laughs> <laughs> crocus did it, January twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. Two thousand yeah. seventeen. Yeah, Crocus. Who knew, who knew Crocus was still recording? Wow. So there is no Crocus cro <laughs> croakheads out there. <laughs> Anyway, so it's a great version of Summertime Blues. It is. Nice job, Rush. Yeah. All right, let's move on to track two Heartful of Soul.
2: And if she says to you, she don't love me, just give her my message. Tell her of my plea, and I know that if she'd have me back again.
0: to me, Joe, this stands out as the best on this album to me.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a great song. I don't think it's... I have a different song that's the best.
0: Okay. But I love Getty's voice on this. His voice is so... Yeah, it's interesting.
1: ...so good. Yeah.
0: And they do a lot of doubling up of his voice in the choruses in some of these songs, Yeah, which I think is is a cool effect, but but his voice is really good on this song, and Alex is... I guess he's playing a 12-string guitar... I and, guess so, and it's it just sounds great.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, it's a very faithful interpretation. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you recall, the R thirty tour was the tour that they did for this album, the thirtieth anniversary tour. Mm-hmm. And on this tour, Geddy and Alex played this acoustic.
1: I did not remember that. Yeah,
0: both Geddy and Alex playing guitar. I don't. And I don't it, remember it that. Was so, it was so good. So good. They played it when we saw them at. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't remember that? I don't. What were you smoking?
1: I can't, I can't <laughs> say. My parole officer told me not to say.
0: I, I think it's the best song on the record. It's it's not the best song on the record. It's the best version. I have a favorite a favorite song that the, I like the song.
1: Better. Oh, right. Okay.
0: But I think Rush's version of this song is the best cover version, in my opinion, on this album.
1: Okay. I think it's I think it's fine. A lot of time for most of these songs, though, for me, they're very obvious choices.
0: Yes, but I think it was deliberately done
1: that well, way. Well, I, I mean, obviously they were songs that they liked, you know, when they were younger and maybe right. got them very interested in music. So obviously they'd be pop rel- relatively popular songs.
0: There's a similar tone to all the songs. It almost sounds like if they had written these songs yeah. and put them on an album, they all fit together. You know what I'm saying? The, they belong together on the album, the sound of the songs to yeah, me. Yeah,
1: I no, I agree with that.
0: You know? So yeah. I, I think it, I think it was deliberately done. I yeah. think the choices were were carefully made. We're going to talk later about songs we think that maybe Rush could have yeah. done cover songs of,
1: but I- th- I can't I th- wait to hear what you came up with.
0: I think, I can't wait to hear what you came up with, but I think their choices are going to be better than our choices would have been. Oh yeah. Because we have no idea what we're doing.
1: No, but my choice, <laughs> not, to, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but my yes. choices are songs that I like, that I would like to see Rush do. Right. Not whether or not Rush would be interested in doing them or would do them well. Just songs that I oh, like okay. that I think well, I want to hear them play.
0: We'll we'll get into it later, but for the most part, I tried to pick songs that were in the same vein of the songs on this album. Tried to keep them in the 60s mode so they would fit on feedback.
1: Oh, okay. Does we that make sense? Slightly different.
0: And I veered off a little bit from that because okay. I couldn't help myself. Right. But anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, in the book Roadshow, Neil said he remembers how loud the backing vocals were on this song from the crowd when they were playing it. I,
1: where was I? I don't know. I don't know where you were. I don't remember people singing. Yeah. I would have loved to have sung along to the sa- song. He
0: said as the tour went on, the audience participation became more and more and more, especially on this song. Wow. Yeah. Let's go well, back. If you think about it, I mean- the audience knows they know these songs so it's easy to sing along with these songs true so how many
1: times did we see them on this tour you you know that that's the thing i only could find one ticket stuff yeah i think we only saw them the radio city radio city
0: And, and i don't know why we didn't see them twice but i only have proof of one and i kind of don't remember seeing them again on this tour
1: i clearly don't remember seeing them the time we saw them
0: i guess not all right well uh let's move on to track three for what it's worth Now, this, Jar is uh, a Buffalo Springfield song.
1: One of two on the album.
0: Yes. This is the one that is my favorite just song. Okay. I love that Buffalo Springfield song. Mm-hmm. Many bands have covered it. What do you think of Rush's version?
1: I think it's fine. I mean, it's good. Again, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I just wished, I wish there was just a little bit more of them in these songs.
0: I think they deliberately tried to to do the song the way it was meant to be done. It's just Rush... Doing their best version of that song, it's they didn't course. really veer from yeah from the songs themselves.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd just like to see some uh, like interpretation. Like I've, I really like covers albums. I have a lot of covers albums. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bands, Shovels and Rope. I don't know if I've ever given you anything of theirs, you haven't. How dare you? I know, I'm terrible. <laughs> um, they're like a country kind of. They describe themselves as sloppy tonk. Okay, so they're just very loose or whatever, and they do a lot of great covers. They did a cover of Faith No More's "Epic." Oh wow! And it's, it's great. Yeah, it's great. It doesn't it doesn't sound, sound anything like Faith nope. No More. It, it's their own song. It really is. They okay. made it their own song, and that's what I was kind of hoping that these songs would be.
0: Yeah, but I think it's better that they did it this way because what are you going to do with "For What It's
1: Worth"? I don't you know? know. I'm not a, a trio of genius musicians so i don't know what to say
0: <laughs> anyway i found a quote on the rush a band blog jared the blog that we love so much yes this is uh alex lifeson recalls first hearing the song while driving in the family car in the toronto suburbs i'm not sure if it was the first time i heard it but i clearly remember driving with my dad and wearing blue granny glasses which <sighs> i thought were so cool <laughs> Lifeson said
1: they probably were
0: it was a sunny day and i put the radio on and for what it's worth came on I still recall feeling so moved by that song. It sounded so cool to me, that combination of acoustic and electric guitars and the lyrics. Canada was a haven for objectors to the war. Yeah. So we had a different view on what was happening in Vietnam. During the early days, Rush used to jam on the song, a 10-minute arrangement with a seven-minute guitar solo. You see? And a bass solo, and then back to the chorus, Lice and Chuckles, and later recorded it on Feedback, which we're talking about. Right. I suggested it, and it was an important song for all of us. Even when I hear the song now, I get goosebumps. I always think of the ride with my dad. It's one of those special, magical songs, and it may be my favorite song of all time.
1: Wow! Wow! Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, that's good. I also read that they played it on tour in Rush's early days. A lot of this stuff I just got from the, the liner notes. Neil wrote a little, uh, little piece like he used to do in the tour books. Yeah, in feedback, and uh, Alex Band, Projection which is the name of a band he was in before Rush, they used to play it, probably because Alex suggested it. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. All right, track four, Jarre on Feedback, is The Seeker. This is a Who song. A Who song. Rush was very influenced by The Who. That's right. The Who also did Summertime Blues, which may have had something to do with why Rush did Summertime Blues. Yeah. Now, this song, to me, sounds like it could have been on Rush's first record,
1: maybe. I guess so. The lyrics are better. Yeah. Again, it's a very faithful, it's all I can say. It's great. It's a great song. Yeah. I really like, I I, I shouldn't complain so much. I really like all of these songs, uh, the way they're done. Yeah, no, they're they're
0: all they're all well done. Yeah. You're
1: just it's just I had a different expectation of this album. When I heard they were coming out with a covers of the album, I was like, Oh boy. Oh boy. This is gonna be good. This is gonna be good. And it was. Yeah, it, it was. It just good. wasn't just... as
0: good as you thought it was yeah. gonna
1: be. I was looking for, you know You were looking for something different. Yeah.
0: And but... they did the Seeker. And the and they did it well. Great,
1: the Seeker's a great song. Yeah. So definitely. All um, right. Other than that, I mean it's great.
0: Again, from the liner notes of feedback, Neil said this was one of the songs that they liked from the era and they thought they could cover it effectively, meaning not too many backing vocals. Oh. Rush is not known for their vocal harmonies. That's true. So a lot of 60s songs, if you think about it, when I was making my list of songs for Rush to do, I would find myself saying, well, maybe not that one because of the vocal harmonies, you know? Because mm-hmm. that would be Rush tough for Rush to pull off. Yeah. So they thought the same thing. That's why they chose this one, maybe.
1: Uh, yeah, that'd be my guess. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Uh, it was a good choice. Okay. There you go. I'm all
0: nothing all to right. Say. Let's listen to track five then, Mister Soul. That second Buffalo Springfield song you talked about,
1: Chair. is it, it strange they picked two Buffalo Springfield songs and two Yardbird songs?
0: Well, they like those bands.
1: I know. Just shake it up a little bit, though. I don't know.
0: I think this is one of the better ones. This of is
1: I, this is my favorite song in the okay. album. Okay. Yeah, it's great. This, this version. Great. Because, yeah. you know, I love Neil Young. Yes. So, especially Neil Young back then. Yeah. Fellow Canadian, you know. Yeah. Neil Young. Not to us, to them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Springfield, Canadians. Yeah. Nice. But again, another rendition that was done well. Yeah, great, and sounds great. Alex is, Alex's Alex's guitar is great.
1: I think it's his best yeah. on the song.
0: You know, Neil's drumming—nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing. But straight, dude. but straightforward. Yep. Getting a little bit of Neil in there, but not too much. Just holding you know, down that beat. Holding down the beat. Anything else to say about Mr. Soul? We, no, I mean we we really feel the same way about almost all these songs. Yeah.
1: So we, we should stop talking. Is that what you
0: No, no, let's, (laughs) let's, we've got three more. Let's listen to snippets of three more. Okay. This is track six, seven and seven is...
1: This song, I have never heard before, until I heard this version.
0: I had never heard it either. Oh, okay. The band is called Love,
1: right? Yeah. I'm not sure I've ever, ever heard of them.
0: I've heard of them. Our friend Glenn, who we mentioned before on the uh-huh. podcast, he loves love. He loves and he, a lot and of He things.
1: actually gave me
0: a Love CD. Ooh, yeah. And I listened to it once. It wasn't my cup of tea, really. Yeah. But yeah, this is a love song. Not a love song. It's a song <laughs> by the band Love. That was covered by Rush. It's
1: a great title, though, Seven and Seven Is. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think it's good. You know, I, I kind of like the fact that I'd never heard the original before. And I think then I Neil... had nothing to compare it to.
1: Right. And I think Neil does his best work on this song. Yeah, it's good. Yeah.
0: It's very good. And I, I just like the, oop, bip, bip, oop, bip, beep, beep, boop, beep, beep that, that whole part, you know? That's cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> dead on, by the way, dead it, on. And
0: that's what it says in the lyrics. It says, and I go, oop, ip, ip, op, <laughs> oop, ip, 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 yeah. What do you expect uh, from a
1: band called Love?
0: Yeah, oop ep <laughs> Eep op orc ah uh, <laughs> ah, right? Wasn't that a song too? I think so. <laughs> anyway, all right, so let's go let's move on to track seven Jared. This is a song that most people know Shapes of Things. Now
2: the trees are almost green.
1: Now, Steve, you said most people know this song? Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever heard this song. Really? Yeah. It was one of the two songs I wrote you never down. heard it before? i have never heard this song before.
0: You know, maybe, maybe I just know this song because I was a fan of the guitarist Gary Moore. Okay. And he did a cover version of this song that was really good. I have an album that has that song on it, so oh, maybe, okay. maybe that's why I know it. I just assumed most people know it. Right. But this is the Yardbirds, so people who know the Yardbirds... Yeah would know this song.
1: It didn't sound familiar, anyway. Okay. I, I, that's possible I heard it on classic radio at some point. Yeah, but I, just I mean,
0: I, I just know this song from the Gary Moore version. Yeah. But it's a great song. It is. Really good. Yeah, I and, agree. And Alex and Getty played this uh in the early Rush days as part of their sets when they were mixing in a lot of covers. They mixed this one in. The title is similar to the H.G. Wells' The Shape of Things to Come. Hmm. No? Sure.
1: Right? I've read a lot of H.G. Wells. I don't remember that book either. But maybe uh, I just I, have no recollection of anything even remotely associated with this song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it, it's a really good song and Rush does a really good job with it. They do. You never heard the original? No. It's similar to the other songs. They stick with pretty much the way the song was. Yeah. And they do it their way and, you know, it's Rush doing shapes of things.
1: Yeah, it's a great song.
0: Yeah. Okay, track 8 is Crossroads. This song you've heard before.
1: Yeah, they played it at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at the right. end Right. They did. And I heard it on this album. And Cream. Yeah. You've heard the Cream version. Of course, yeah. I've heard the Robert Johnson version, too.
0: Did you hear the Mumbling Something version?
1: That one escaped me.
0: This is another one that Mumbling Something played.
1: Okay. Yeah. This has been covered ad nauseum. Yes. But I think that they kick this song in the ass. Oh, yeah. Getty's bass. Dirty and nasty yeah, sounding. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. So yeah, I, actually, I, I think I'm changing my mind.
0: So this is your favorite song on the album? I think this
1: might be the... Because the solos are incredible. They really yeah. go all out. And even Neil, you know, it's the, he, he doesn't go that crazy, but he does some interesting things on this song. Yeah. And the jam in it, it's fantastic.
0: So in the, in the tradition of Rush songs to end albums...
1: Oh yeah, this, this doesn't... This fits. L- EPs, you mean.
0: EPs, right. Well... If you want to call it a tradition for Rush EPs, considering this is the only Rush EP, then yes.
1: Yes. It's a tradition of one.
0: (laughs) So so what we wanted to do next is give our list of songs we wish Rush had covered. As I mentioned before, I tried to stay in the the feedback vein and keep them sort of within the 60s. I did. And you you went just the complete other way.
1: No, I wouldn't say I went the complete other way. I definitely stayed let me see I have one, two, three, four. I have eight songs down here. Oh, eight. Okay. I think I do anyway. All right. And I think six of them are from the sixties.
0: Okay. All right. No, you,
1: uh five of them? Should,
0: all we right, go, well, should we do one? Yeah, you go first. Since okay. you have eight, I only have six, so you go
1: first. Okay. So since they covered two Yardbird songs. And okay. I think that Jimmy Page was in the Yardbirds at that time, if I'm not yes. mistaken. I figured why not do a Zeppelin they gotta song? They got to do a Zeppelin song. Do a I was Zeppelin trying song. to
0: think of a Zeppelin song, but I couldn't come up with one that I,
1: okay, liked, well, I, well, I, that have, I liked for Rush. Right. Well, I, had, I couldn't come up with one. So you came up I, with seven? I have 12. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me roll out my scroll <laughs> of Zeppelin songs. No, I have three Zeppelin songs, and I want you to choose one. Okay. Okay. Nobody's Fall Up on My Own. Okay. The Wanton Song. Okay. And Wearing and Tearing. Wow. My first initial thought was nobody's fault but my own because it has an excellent harmonica solo in it, which would be an incredible guitar solo. Hmm. My initial choice was nobody's fault but my own, but then the Wanton song—it's just classic, classic song—and I think they would do great on it. Yeah. And Wearing and Terran is just 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 jumps right in. From
0: the I gang. would go Wearing and Tearing. Really? I would go Wearing and Tearing, and I thought they wouldn't have been able to do this when Getty was 50, but if they were doing this album when they were younger, the Immigrant Song.
1: Yeah, I knew you were going to say that.
0: Right? Getty screaming? Yeah. How great good. How great would that have been? Yeah. Right? That's not on my list, but... No. So I went with a Who song. Interesting. Because, you know, they were fans of the Who, clearly. Yep. But this Who song is from a little later in their career. Now, the bass player in me, my favorite Who song is The Real Me. Oh, okay. And I thought that Rush doing The Real Me yeah, and Getty been. playing that bass line would have been just
1: great. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think of any Who songs. I should have.
0: Yeah, The Real Me is what, what I'm thinking for Rush. Yeah. And that did, doesn't really fit in the 60s theme, but- When, is that, when did that come out? Is that on- um, yeah, It's in the 70s. I, it's I on don't, Quadrophenia? I'm not sure. I think it is. I think it's on Quadrophenia, yeah. but that, that's a little later. Still, it would have been great to hear hear Getty play that bass line.
1: What about Eminence Front?
0: Oh, that would have been cool too. <laughs> yeah, Eminence Front. God, I love. But that again, song. that's later. That's almost that's seventy nine, right?
1: Or maybe in the early eighties. Yeah,
0: yeah, that would have been cool. All right, what's what's your what's your next song?
1: Okay, my next one is Fire, Jimi Hendrix. <gasps>
0: that's second on my list. No, it's not. I swear to God, look at that. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the, the reason I was skeptical about this one is because of the,
1: the backing vocals again. Well, I, w- I listened to, I just, I looked up Fire. You know, I have songs on my phone, like an old person. And I have a live version from an album called In the West. Okay. And there's no backing vocals on that. It's just, it just he just he the that song. That is crazy yeah, that, that we thought crazy. of the
0: same song. You know why I thought of that song? Because the drums.
1: Yeah, the drums. I mean, can you picture Neil playing Fire? Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been a perfect, perfect addition to this album. Right. It fits in with the theme. It does. 60s, right? Yep. We should okay. have been
0: consulting Rush. <laughs> I, they I should can't, have asked us. I can't believe we came up with the same song. That's crazy. It'd be
1: funny if we came up with other songs that are the same. Uh,
0: I, well, maybe. Uh, what's your third?
1: My third one is, uh, this is a little maybe avant-garde. Okay. The Doors, 5 nice. to 1. I think they could have done something different with it. Maybe they wouldn't have done it because, you know, they did pretty traditional versions. But I think they could have done something really cool with it.
0: Okay. My third one is the Rolling Stones. Paint it black.
2: Paint
1: it black. Paint
0: it, comma, (laughs) That's right.
1: Paint it, comma, black.
0: Now, I was inspired by seeing them do a shorter version of it yeah. at that show in Toronto we talked about but i think it would have been cool for them to just do the whole song i think yeah. getty, getty could have sung that very well
1: yeah and it would be and, interesting to see uh, alex like play that sitar part yeah and the, and
0: the drums are really good on that song too yep. neil could have had fun with that and i was i was trying to stick again with the 60s that would have fit right in also paint it paint it comma black black what's what's your number 4
1: my number 4 is super unknown by soundgarden Really? Yeah. Wow. I love that song. Oh, okay. All right. I could, it has I a. Could... I think the the guitar. I think Alex would be would really 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 nail that guitar. And okay. Lyrically, it has a, a lot in common with Neil and his lyrical style.
0: Chris Cornell's lyrics are great. His, yeah, his lyrics are great. He's so a, yeah, he was amazing and also. super
1: unknown is is, you know, up there in Soundgarden songs for me. Okay. So I, didn't pick, I
0: didn't pick anything that recent from my list.
1: Oh, okay. But that's okay. That's the most recent one. That's okay. What else you got?
0: Uh, number four for me is The Beatles. I figured I had to pick oh, a Beatles song. yeah. A Day in the Life. What do you think? That's good. Woke up, fell out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. How great would that, that have been? That would have been great. That, <laughs> to me, that, I mean, that's my favorite Beatles song. Yeah. I'm thinking Rush would have had a lot of fun with that. I'm sure. It it doesn't fit in with the rest of this album, which yeah. is maybe why they didn't pick a song like that. It wouldn't have fit in with, with these other eight songs.
1: I think they they if they'd made it heavy, it would be great. Yeah. Just totally deconstruct it. Right. And make it a Rush song.
0: Yeah. But that would have been awesome. It yeah. Just so many different parts and- very Rush-like
1: to yeah, me. Yeah, especially at the end. Yeah. The so that wasn't on your list. was not on my list. I didn't put no. any Beatles on my list. I was okay. thinking about it, but... Yeah,
0: I, just... I had a tough time coming up with a Beatles song, and then I, and then I thought Day in the Life. I said, oh, that's it. Right. That's the one. Yep. Okay, what do you got? Next, I have Yes. Ooh, I have Yes next, too. If we pick the same song... I've got two songs. I couldn't decide. I have two songs. I couldn't decide. All right, tell me what your the two first are. first one... And this would if bl- we have the same two songs, this I'm would, getting up and walking out of this room. <laughs>
1: this would this would blow the EP idea out of the water because it's close to the edge. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. I did not. That pick is a, such a great yes yeah, song. No, and I it, agree. And the next one's roundabout. Wow, I picked two different songs. Oh, so my, my my real choice is roundabout.
0: Yeah, I roundabout think. would be good getty's voice doesn't really lend itself to john anderson's vocals which is where i was a little yeah but he can can, oh he could totally do yeah not mean he's not gonna sing
1: like john anderson right right even john anderson can't sing like john Anderson. so
0: the the two songs i picked were starship trooper oh yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) love that song
0: and and this one this one's kind of out there tempest fugit Wow, Tempest Fugit. Can you picture Getty doing that bass line? Yeah. I mean, that's, to me, that's my favorite Chris Squire bass line, Tempest Fugit. I mean, it's, it's not, not, John Anderson's not on that
1: record. No, um, is he the only, like, original member on that album? I think so, yeah. What album is that? Oh, Going for gee. the One? Yep.
0: Yeah, I think, or it's, no, I think it's on Tormado.
1: Oh, Tormado. <laughs> I don't think it's on Tormato because I despise Tormato.
0: I forget. I forget what album it's Someone on. Someone will tell it's, us. It's a la- yeah, it's a later album. I, I, I could probably tell you.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, so I, I was torn between Tempest Fugit and, and Starship Trooper. Right. I only have one more song on my list. What do you got left?
1: I have three.
0: Give me your three and then I'll give you the last one. If you have this last song, I'm going to be floored. But go ahead. Give me your three.
1: How about T-Rex.
0: That'd be cool. Yeah.
1: I know yeah. it's it's the obvious choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a great song, and I think yeah. they really kinda, it really has a nice groove to it. I think it really could have Yeah, but
0: maybe it. they didn't pick it because, you know, the power station did it, you know? Yeah,
1: and again, it's a very it's the most obvious T-Rex song, probably. Okay. But yep. I still, that's a great song.
0: Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. Okay.
1: How many more do you have?
0: I got one more, okay, so you so give I'll me go. your two.
1: Speaking of the police, oh, let's no. do a police song. Mine's a police song. Is too. it really? I have two choices for police songs. <laughs>
0: okay, go ahead. The
1: first one is "Man in a Suitcase."
0: Oh, that would be cool, right? Yeah.
1: And the second is my favorite police song, "Canary in a Coal Mine." Oh. So I'm actually leaning toward "Canary in a Coal Mine." It has right. a little bit of a reggae lilt to it.
0: I think mine's better. You okay. ready? Yeah. Behind my camel. <laughs> no. Yes! Come on. They no, this is where <laughs> this is where Rush takes it over and does it their way. Right? And they finally get a Grammy? Stick it to Stuart Copeland, right? You know what? We're gonna do behind my camel, and we're gonna do it good. No, well, come on. Come on. <laughs> I think it's a great idea.
1: That would be awesome. <laughs> That's a big middle finger. <laughs> That would have been a great conversation between Stuart and, and Neil. Yeah, but we're doing cover we're doing a covers
0: album. We're gonna do a police song. Oh yeah? Like, oh yeah, which one?
1: <laughs> and then there's dead silence, and he goes, No, really? <laughs> yes, yeah, Stuart. Doing uh, the
0: Sorry, I, I gave mine before you gave me your last one. Let's hear it.
1: Oh, the last one is a band that I know that Rush liked in the late seventies. Devo. Oh yeah. The Gates of Steel. Wow, okay. Gates of Steel is my favorite Devo song. I and don't I, even know that song. It's on um, Gates of Freedom Steel. of Choice.
0: Okay, I'll have to look
1: that up. It's a great, 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 right. great, great song. And I think, because uh, I know that I, I've seen pictures of, of Getty around the moving pictures time, I think, wearing a, a Devo pin. Wow, okay. And I think, yeah, so I, I know that, they, you know, they were into the police in the late 70s and, and Devo and everything, so Gates of Steel would be great, because it's kind of hard-rockin' song. Okay, for for Devo, guitar in it. It's a great song. Great song.
0: Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was that was a cool idea. It was. So, if you have any suggestions for uh, cover songs that you wish Rush did, email us at therushcast at gmail Maybe I'll put it out on Twitter too and see what people think. Oh I'd yeah. I'd be interested to see what our listeners come up with. I'm sure everybody's got you know a billion songs they'd love to have heard Rush cover. Probably. So before we go, Jer, uh, why don't we talk about the one show? we saw on the r30 tour yeah. which was the feedback tour sort of yep uh, and it was at radio city music hall and that was a very very good show if that i was recall
1: a, i mean except just, for the songs i don't remember it except for the show. songs you don't remember
0: so here's what they did uh, at the beginning they did something called the r30 overture which was kind of a mishmash of a bunch of different songs they did portions of
1: i remember that yeah. finding
0: my way anthem bastille day Passage to Bangkok, Cygnus X1 and Cygnus X1 Book 2 Hemispheres Part 1, <laughs> Prelude. So that That's was the, that was the opening song. Yeah, I do remember that. Then they did The Spirit of Radio, Force 10, Animate, Subdivisions, which is always great live. Yep. Earthshine, Red Barchetta, Roll the Bones, which which I think they they must have done Roll the Bones every show. I think so. Every show, that was like their their new Tom Sawyer, you know. Yeah. They play that every show. Bravado, YYZ, The Trees, The Seeker, and One Little Victory. That was set one. Then after the break, they come back with Tom Sawyer, Dreamline, Secret Touch, Between the Wheels, which I, I recall was great seeing them pull that out. Yeah. Mystic Rhythms, Red Sector A. Nice one. Drum Solo, Resist, Heart Full of Soul. Acoustic, I believe they did Resist and Heartful of Soul Acoustic after Neil's drum solo, they gave him a break. Yeah. Parts one, two, and seven of 2112. Okay. La Villa Strangiato," By Tour in the Snow Dog. Wow. Xanadu, and Working Man. Wow. And then the encore, they did Summertime Blues, Crossroads, and Limelight. Nice. Now, that's a set. That's a set. Yeah. So, 30th Anniversary... And, you know, I forgot to check Wandering the Face of the Earth for any fun facts. You see tidbits. I don't know why I didn't do it, but um, sorry, skipping Eric. I'm yeah. sure there was something something cool about the show. Yep. Check your books. Everybody's got the book by now. I hope so. I hope so. They should. You can find us on Twitter at RushFanCast, Instagram the RushCast, email us the RushCast at gmail.com, rate us on your favorite podcast app. We've got lots of stuff going on, Jer we do we do yeah things are thanks for listening to the Rush Fancast we appreciate it we appreciate the uh, positive feedback we're getting absolutely and we appreciate Jerry's quote at the end of every podcast that's right which, I have which one
1: better darn well have I do okay and it's from Gates of Steel by Devo okay twist away now twist and shout the earth it moves too slow but the earth is all we know we pay to play the human way twist away the gates of steel
0: nice